Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. The Indianapolis Pacers, they're not the Indianapolis Pacers, the Indiana Pacers, much better, Tony, are 23 and 19. I got their schedule right, don't I? I mean, they're, 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 uh, Standings, right? We're in the second half of the NBA season. There's a question of exactly how far this team is going to go. Meanwhile, IU, their basketball team on a rather ugly losing skid. Questions about how to turn that around. NFL playoffs start this weekend. Tony Katz, so good to be with you. Find everything TonyKatz.Locals.com JMV joins us right now from 93.5, 107.5 The Fan in beautiful scenic downtown Indianapolis. Let's start with the Pacers. Uh, I would argue that this is an exciting team. This is a fun team to watch. They've built the excitement up. They've been better than people thought. Uh, some of these uh, new players in, rookies in, just doing excellent work. But is this a team that can close out a season and get itself to the playoffs? Uh, this is a team right now that absolutely could do that. Now, the problem is they hit a bit of a snag injury-wise because Tyree Talbotton, uh, if you watched that the other night, third quarter goes down to Madison Square Garden and they're lost in the Knicks. And yesterday it was reported that he has a sprained elbow and a knee bruise, which will require two weeks and then evaluation, and they're still checking the scans on it. Now, on the surface, Tony, it seemed like that this was probably better news than at least what Pacer fans have heard in the past because everybody's always a little bit shy to want to hear about it. Because you remember Paul George, you remember Victor Oladipo. It always seems like with the Pacers, it's incredibly bad news injury-wise. But this is a snag, not only when it comes to thinking about, I guess, projecting out Tony a little bit more long-term with this Pacer team playoff-wise, and also probably a bit of a snag because I think we all thought that Tyrese Halliburton had a legitimate opportunity to be an NBA All-Star, and you kind of wonder if maybe that could be in jeopardy because of what took place at Madison Square Garden the other night. We'll have to see. Uh, it's it's possible. I do know that his impact has been immediate uh, for for sure. But this is a conversation about depth. Also, there's been a Miles Turner uh, a conversation about wh- where he is. Uh, where does the where does the depth where is it lacking, and how is how do you make up for that as we head down this second half of the season? Well, I'm, I'm not going to say that there's a, a silver lining here because losing a, a guy like that there isn't, but. They do have depth in the backcourt, Tony. They do have depth in the backcourt. And we'll see what they end up doing here. Uh, a lot of people have advocated maybe T.J. McConnell taking over the starting role and, you know, playing out front. I think the problem you have there is Rick Carlisle really loves T.J. McConnell coming off the bench and, you know, giving you just incredible amount of energy. So I would bet he probably stays right there. But, I mean, you have the opportunity to pick and choose. You know, Andrew Nimhart probably will take over to be the role as uh, he's – starting anyway, but at least the role is the starter for Halliburton, maybe check in with, you know, Duarte into the starting lineup. But what I'm saying is they do have options. Uh, if there's going to be a place where you're going to find an injury, that backcourt for the Pacers would be the spot because they do have some depth there. 
And McConnell's absolutely fantastic coming off the bench. Talking to JMV, 93.5, The Fan in Indianapolis. Move it over to IU, where it has been the loss against Iowa, the loss against Northwestern, the loss against Penn State, and it was an ugly loss against uh, Penn State as they now head into Wisconsin uh, this weekend. And then Illinois following that up. You're the guy who said this is a team that has to get ready to really handle the meat of the schedule against other Big Ten teams, uh, so far not so good. No, now they're the team that has to handle not absolutely getting flushed out of the toilet because that's the way that they're looking right now. Somebody asked me the other night, Tony, you know, what are the IU problems? And I gave you a three-prong approach here. A, they can't guard you. They can't guard me. They can't guard anybody. And it's beyond the fact that they can't guard anybody. It's because – they don't have a great deal, Tony, of willingness to want to guard anybody. So that's problematic. They have two dudes out there, much like me, two dudes with three names is what they have in Jalen Hood, Shafino, and Trace Jackson Davis, and really nobody else has stepped up. Granted, you're without Race Thompson, you're without Xavier Johnson, but the team still shouldn't look like they did the other night in State College against Penn State. Still shouldn't look at home like they did on Sunday afternoon against Northwestern, this is still on them. So they don't have the dudes. They don't have the willingness or the effort to play defense. And then their coach looks like their bench staff looks like they have zero answers for any of this. So, yeah, you're not preparing now for the meat of the season. You're preparing not to go ahead and eliminate yourself and have a horrific season right now. That's what should be the major focus when Wisconsin is in Bloomington coming up tomorrow. Um, your your take? Uh, this team have enough to rally back? I mean, when you take a look at that no, Iowa game, they no. lose by two. You take a look at the Northwestern game, they lose by one. It's the Penn State game that's really a blowout, and that could have just been flat-out exhaustion at that stage of the game. Um, they're back at home for for this one. This, this doesn't bring a rallying cry against Wisconsin? Well, I mean, that's what you'll look for. And here's, I think, the one positive for IU fans that are listening right now is that crowd will give them a little bit of juice tomorrow and should, and we'll see if they play off of it. But, I mean, they, they were juiceless against Northwestern, less less at the beginning, and that's the issue. Defensively, it looks like they have zero answers. I'll give you a couple of examples. They let Northwestern get off the mark, shooting the three with little to no resistance on Sunday, and that's really what propelled Northwestern to the win. I mean, uh, Trey Galloway threw in that half quarter at the end to make the margin closer than it actually was but you know that's what started and the downfall began and with Penn State one of the better three-point shooting teams in the Big Ten that's what they do if you watch the start of that game they got to step in to everything these for guys like this at that level are layups and that is what is it's a tough for me to understand either they don't have the effort to understand what should be in the defensive game plan or they aren't getting coached up to do that. So those are two major questions. If you don't fix this defensively, really, I don't care what you do offensively. You're not going to give yourself a chance. Only got about a minute left with you, JMV. I was going to go over uh, NFL playoffs, but I don't think I actually care. What the hell is going on? Ballard is still on this team. He takes the hit. It's all my fault. And all of a sudden, everyone's like, all right, he took responsibility. He can stay. He can stay? I'm telling you, hey, he is uh, he's something, right? He's, if nothing else, he may not be able to find a quarterback, and 
win one playoff game in six years, but he's going to talk you a good game. Tony, you could not be more accurate. What Ballard said on Tuesday at the press conference at the beginning is the only thing he could say. That is it. And I'm not going to give him credit for saying the only thing he could say, which, by the way, is the absolute truth. He has failed, and it's not just been in this past season. It was, for the most part, in those first six years. I'm holding out hope here, Tony. I'm holding out hope. I'm holding out hope that Jim Harbaugh is right around the corner and the interest is there with both parties, and I'm holding out hope that they trade up and they're going to have the pick of whatever quarterback that they want in the spring draft. I'm holding out hope. No you do that. I'm holding out hope. I'm more convinced than ever that this is the duo, Ballard Saturday, taking us into the future. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm, I'm convinced. Not, no, no, no. You're not, you're not wrong with your theory. Because oh, I know I'm not way, wrong. That's that, the problem. That the only, uh, if if anybody should be wrong right now, it should be me. <laughs> I should be the guy who's totally out of his head. I'm very close to reality. JMV from 93.5, 107.5, The Fan. Appreciate it. 